Welcome NEC fans and thank you for joining us as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month with the student athletes within our conference. My name is Adrian Barajas and I'm the communications assistant at the NEC. I'd like to thank our student athletes for joining us today and offering to share their ideas and experiences as Hispanic individuals. Let's start by going around the room and introducing ourselves, sharing our name, school, sport, and cultural background. All right, I can start it off. Um, hi, I'm Dimaggio Casares. Um, I'm a senior outfielder on the baseball team here at Wagner College, and I hail from San Diego, California, and I'm Mexican. Hi, my name is Kathy Robles. I attend LIU. I'm a junior defender and I'm from Long Island, like Suffolk area and I'm Puerto Rican and Argentinian. Awesome. And thanks again uh, for joining us today. I want to open up this conversation just to first clarify what the term Hispanic means and how it's different from Latino, Latina or Latinx. Does anybody uh, have an idea of the difference? Um, I Hispanic means that um, your country's like their native language is Spanish or Spanish speaking. And if you're Latino, that means you are from a um, Spanish like country, but um, Spanish isn't their primary language. It might be something else. Right. Very good. Thanks. Um, yeah. Just to sum it up as a whole, uh, Hispanic means born in Spain or Spanish speaking. So it covers a really, really wide. It's a very big umbrella. Um, the main difference, and I'll give an example of this between Hispanic and Latino, is uh, a country like Brazil um, is a Latin uh, country, but they do not speak Spanish. So they're not Hispanic, but are Latino. So that's, that's where like there is some overlap, but at times uh, there isn't an overlap. So let's move uh, right along. Um, could anybody share some of the more prominent values that you've carried over from your roots and your backgrounds? For me, I'd definitely say, you know, hardworking, come from a, you know, working family, uh, being a first-gen college student, you know, taking that, like, can-do attitude um, and everything I can, do, everything I do. Um, yeah, as well, like, hardworking, like, putting your whole heart and putting all your effort into, like, one subject or, like, whatever you're doing, really showing, like, this is who I am, this is, like, what I'm, like, made of and, like, stuff like that. And, and Kat, for what you're made of and uh, where your parents come from and what they've focused on and what they're hard, so hardworking uh, or what they've worked so hard for to bring, uh, you know, this opportunity for, for you, uh, what, what are some of the hardworking things that they've, they've uh, experienced uh, while, you were, while you were growing up? Um, while I was growing up, obviously, like when I, they've obviously had more struggles than I did. They came both my parents came to this country with their parents with like having little to no money they had to work jobs like since they were 16 to provide for their family and their siblings meanwhile like they gave me a life where I'm more privileged that I didn't really have to worry about money and I didn't really have to worry about getting a job to support my family my job was to get good grades in school do good do as well as I can in my sport and just try to excel and everything and make a name for myself awesome and DiMaggio, um, as a first-gen, uh, you know, uh, college student in your family, uh, how important is the role of education and, and not only for you and your family currently, but even for your future going forward? Um, definitely plays a big part of my life, you know, now that you know, I'm the first one in my family to go to college. Um, it's new, you know, I had to kind of take that leap 
Um, and, you know, I think it's, I think it's a great thing, right? Um, because, you know, parents came from, my mom came from Mexico. Um, so I definitely had to, you know, it was scary a bit, you know, doing something that hadn't been done in my family before, but now knowing that I, you know, I'm a division one athlete, um, you know, kind of taking that leap, um, you know, they did everything they did to give me the opportunity to do so. So now I kind of want to carry on that legacy. So it's a, definitely a big thing for me and my family. Awesome. And you guys uh, both shared some similar values right there, you know, hardworking and, you know, uh, very like dedicated to, to, a, to a specific task and uh, a, a focused goal. Would you say that this value is present across uh, the entire Hispanic community or maybe parts? Uh, what's your opinion on, on that uh, hard work, hardworking as a value across the Hispanic community? I would say so, like throughout all, like, throughout everything like you could see that like hard work and dedication is like predominantly like a big idea throughout because I feel like as like Hispanic or Latinos like we have to like prove to others like even more than like if we were just like born here or like like we were like just like grew up here like I feel like we've had more struggles than most people so we have to prove to others more. What kind of, uh, if you don't mind sharing, what kind of struggles uh, would you say you've experienced that uh, other non-Hispanics uh, may not experience on the day-to-day growing up? Um, for me, it was mostly like putting a name out there for myself. Like I didn't have like a sibling who like played a sport or was like very well known in like the school and like stuff like that. Like I'm an only child. So I had to like make myself a name and like show what I'm worth like in the lacrosse world and like educational wise too. Like I am able to like be as like, like the same student as like somebody else that's sitting right next to me in the classroom or like the same defender on my team. Awesome, thank you for sharing. Dimaggio, do you have um, anything that you'd like to add on to that? Oh uh, yeah, just kind of piggybacking off what she said. Um, you know, any given moment, any given setting, like walking in, like, hey, like all these other people don't look like me, like I'm the only Latino in the room or, you know, whatever it may be, kind of not a chip on a shoulder, I'd say, but definitely like wanting to prove myself in that manner, just like uh, Kat said. And that feeling of wanting to prove, prove yourself, do you take that on as a pressure or do you embrace that? Is that is this something that has become, you know, um, almost like a thirst for you, always wanting to, to prove yourself? Or do you, do you often feel pressure under those settings? I've taken it as like a drive to show everybody like what I'm worth. Like I haven't seen it as like a pressure that I need to like show everybody like that I'm good enough. I know that I'm good enough. And if they can't see that, then that's on them. But I know my worth and I know what I value in my life. And that shows on the field and off the field. Um, yeah, at times it definitely can get to me, right? As all things do, um, you know, that kind of thirst for wanting to be successful so bad, but, you know, I always kind of ground myself or remind myself that it's, yeah. you know, it's a privilege, right? To have all this pressure on me, right? You know, I have opportunities that our parents didn't have. So yeah. I kind of taking that attitude into it um, helps me. Um. What are the advantages to being raised Hispanic in America? I think like some of the advantages is like you have two cultures 
instead of just like one like we have like I still celebrate all the traditions and like celebrations that I would if I were like in Argentina or Puerto Rico and like we've incorporated them here and the traditions we have here in America we also celebrate so it's like you get the best of both worlds and you could kind of combine them into one in some sort of ways. Awesome and yeah yeah just to add to that like you like she said you get to experience two different cultures um some people don't get to um and kind of like merging the two and like kind of creating your own way you know taking the best of all the all that you take in from both cultures kind of create a new kind of culture for yourself and your family yeah i mean me personally i think one of my favorite like advantages to being hispanic raised in america is that like i've met just so many other hispanics from other countries like not like my family's from mexico like um i used to work construction often i used to work um you know at, all over in, in in the area that was had a lot of hispanics and it was just so amazing just to meet people from honduras ecuador el salvador all in the same areas and realize that like we're all kind of living very similar lives and you know focused on one very clear goal so i thought like that was that was one of the coolest advantages of just the people you meet right in your backyard in America that you wouldn't always expect to, you know, learn about. But yeah, that was just, I just wanted to share that. Sorry. <laughs> um, what are some of the challenges to staying unified as a community? Just the general, general questions, um, some challenges to staying unified as a community. You can even take this to the lengths of, of being, you know, in the locker room with your own team um, or even as a family um, growing up, just some, some challenges. And if, there are challenges um are there any solutions to these challenges i would definitely say um you know you enter a room are you like for us student athletes we're, we're on teams with people from so many different backgrounds whether that be um you know ethnically or from different um, parts of the country other countries right but it's i think it's good to just remind ourselves that you know we're all people we're all part of the one race the human race and um, we're all, you know, especially if you're on the same team, we all share the common goal, that common goal, right? And it's, you know, it's kind of hard to sometimes look past like our differences, but, you know, you, no matter who it is, you can always find something in common with them. So would you say that some of these challenges are more uh, like perspective-based, like um, just like almost like a way of thinking um, while we're all together in this in this one place? Um, definitely, right? Um, yeah these kind of differences that we, that are natural um, can be barriers, but they don't really need to be, right? Yeah. Um, you can find something in common with anyone, like I said. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, Kat, um, in your own words, uh, what does the term inclusivity mean to you? Um, in my own words, inclusivity means like togetherness. Um, like togetherness, like connections made, like bringing different values and beliefs from every single person on like say a team and bringing it to one to meet one common goal or like the overall like outcome that we want for the team. And would you say that the definition that you just gave us is reflected on your campus and even within your team? I would say so, yeah. Especially like with like all the different like backgrounds we have like on campus and um, on our team, like my team, like really tries to incorporate everybody and make them feel as if like they do have like a spot on the team and like they are like a big part and like a 
big value on the team and especially the school definitely like has events for different like cultures and they do like show appreciation to like the different months especially for like national hispanic month as well and what does that turn out like does does your team uh like to show up to these events all together or is it mostly um you know by support of you know who's close to who on the team um it's definitely um they all show support in like different ways by like either attending events or like if like they'll show me the respect of like if I want to like um teach them like my ways like about like any like holidays or anything they'll take the time to really like ask questions and want to like understand the full like meaning and value of like why I celebrate something and like how like like how it means a lot to me and like the values that I've grown up with. And DiMaggio, uh, in your own words, could you uh, explain or uh, define what the word allyship means? Um, I guess kind of just taking that extra step to show somebody like, hey, like I got your back or um, hey, you know, although I may not understand you or your culture, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, it's not about doing, it's about just understanding and showing that kind of effort and uh with that definition that you just gave us um could you share an example of when a teammate or a coach expressed allyship to you or the hispanic community Hmm. um i guess just um i'd have to say it's like acknowledging um my background right um making me feel heard and, and kind of accepting my individual background as what it is. It's like, you know, I'm from all the way across the country. I'm, you know, one of like two or three Hispanics on my team. I kind of appreciating that and, you know, looking at me as, as an individual and not just like this preconceived notion of what like a Mexican guy might be like. Right. Almost like viewing you as just another member of the baseball team, you know, with this equal opportunity to, you know, as everybody else that's on, on, on the field. That's very cool, thank you. Um, Kat, do you have an example of a time of a teammate or coach expressed allyship to, the, to you or the Hispanic community? Um, it would be my coach like freshman year, like I was new on the team obviously, and like I wasn't as close with like with the upperclassmen as like obviously I am now. And she wanted, she paired me up with a junior at the time and she wanted us to like really explain to them like what it means for this month, like our values, like the music that we listen to and like some of the foods and everything and like traditions that we do around like Thanksgiving and like Christmas time to like really show the team like how even though like I might celebrate it this way, it's still like the same beliefs and traditions just in a, like just in another way, kind of like just a little twisted a little bit, but like overall it's just still the same concept. Awesome. DiMaggio, with what you've experienced so far as a Hispanic student athlete, what kind of advice would you offer to the younger Hispanic community? Um, definitely don't be afraid to get out there. Right. So many people get caught in the bubble of what's comfortable. Right. Um, typically not too many Hispanics, uh, Hispanic student athletes come all the way across the country like me. Um, definitely a scary thing. You know, take kind of taking that leap, like I mentioned before. But, you know, like I said, just not being afraid to put yourself out there and do something uncomfortable because, you know, it's always going to pay off. And in the midst of all that scariness, um, what are some ways that you cope and find comfort in your journey across the country? Um, 
I guess I kind of take solace in knowing that like so many other people um, are in my shoes, whether not even just from like a Hispanic standpoint, right? So many other people are, come from God knows where um, and they're all trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do. So, you know, just knowing that I'm not alone and, you know, having a great, great support system around me, you know, built in, you know, my team. So that's definitely helped. And Kat, um, is there any type of advice you would offer to the younger Hispanic uh, community? Um, like, don't limit yourself or don't push away opportunities because you feel like you can't reach your goals or like you feel like you can't reach that goal. Because once you start limiting yourselves, it does close doors for you and you won't be able to see your full potential and like all the outcomes that say if you were to push yourself 110% and take that leap even though like it is scary, it might be out of your comfort zone. Like you might be perceived as like not the norm. It will open opportunities to you and you never know what those opportunities can bring to the future or like even like for like this school year for them. Awesome, thank you. And uh, leading into our last couple questions now, um, what is the relationship like between the sport you play and your cultural background? Is it popular or less common? Um, for me, it's in Argentina, it's really not common. And in Puerto Rico, it's kind of a growing sport where we do now have a national team, but it's not as big as baseball or like any like most other sports that are popular in Puerto Rico and Argentina. So uh, quick question, are you is this a goal of yours, uh, a potential goal for you is to strive and play for the national team? Eventually, yeah, it'd be nice to get that experience. That's awesome. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and Dimaggio, uh, what's the relationship like between the sport you play and where you come from? Well, almost intertwined. Um, yeah, right. Definitely baseball. Um, Mexico, it's baseball and soccer, two big ones. Um, so just growing up, I kind of experienced baseball through the lens of both Mexican and American. And I feel really great that I was able to do that, right? I, was, I grew up playing in Tijuana on the weekends. Um, and I kind of got comfortable with like, you know, seeing that different perspective and that definitely has helped my growth, um, helped me see baseball in a different way, you know, helped me see experience my own culture in a way that's really individual to me. Wow. Yeah, that's very awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, does anybody have a role model um, they look up to from Hispanic origin? Uh, my role model would be Messi. Because he um, showed that, like, he, even though there were many challenges throughout his childhood and, like, there were people to tell him that, like, he wouldn't be able to, like, make it big or, like, he wouldn't be anything special to, like, now see how he is, like, one of, like, the best players in soccer internationally. Like, he's won many awards. He's been recognized multiple times throughout the years and just seeing, like, how, like, even though people didn't believe in him, if you believe in yourself, there, there's nothing that can stop you and you can achieve anything and everything that you put your heart and mind to. Absolutely, yeah. One of the greatest, most Ballon d'Ors. <laughs> uh, for me, it was, uh, funny, funny enough, it was Mark Sanchez. Um, so growing up, I wore number six because of him. Um, you know, although not my sport, um, you know, just turn on American football, right? Like the most, like from the outside looking in, like the most American thing is like football, right? And he's, mm -hmm. he's 
uh, quarterback for the New York Jets, um, last name Sanchez, right? Um, so just showing that like we can break these barriers uh, was big for me. Yeah, awesome. And then he definitely and he definitely displayed that for sure. Um, and lastly, maybe the hardest question. Uh, what is your favorite Hispanic dish? And could you describe how it's made and what it might look, look like? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? <laughs> sure, I can um, go. All right, okay. you, can, you got it. No, you can go. <laughs> okay. Um, it's called carne en su jugo. Um, my mom only started making it, I think, like COVID. Um, it's really simple. You just basically make like a tomatillo sauce, green sauce. Um, you cook up some meat um, and then throw it in that sauce. Um, but it just really reminds me of home. It's like green sauce is like my favorite thing ever. I could drink it by the bottle alone. It's <laughs> um, really garlicky, really, I don't know, everything I think of when I think of, you know, my culture is like embodied in that like comfort food yeah. of like that simplicity. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Sounds delicious. Yeah, my favorite dish I would have to say is empanadas. It's basically just ground beef that's like grilled with like sauteed onions, peppers. Um, you could add like raisins. That's like the really traditional way in Argentina with like on um, with olives and like hard boiled eggs. And you could either fry them or bake them. And it's just like it's I've grew, grown up with them since like I don't like I was like a child, like a baby, really. And just like when every time like during a holiday like we have to make them it's like a whole family event and it's like mostly like just like it's the time where like family comes together and like there's just a lot of love and like positive energy like in the air and like just like that whole environment just makes that dish like 10 times better awesome and that was empanadas right yeah <laughs> my, so my godfather um from, he's from Mexico. He, he owns, a, he owns a, a Mexican restaurant and he makes these empanadas with pastor y, pin, y piña inside. And I think, and he fries them and they're so good. And then I had a friend from uh, Uruguay and, and his mom made empanadas with, with ground beef and they were way different. Um, mm -hmm. she, didn't even, she, she didn't even put sauce on them or anything, it was like all aside. And they were so good. I didn't even use the sauce. I just ate them plain, like dry, <laughs> and they were amazing. So it's just so cool to see, like, experience the taste of empanada from, say, Argentina or Mexico or Uruguay. Like, it's just, it's just awesome. I love it. And that is all the time we have for today. Thank you, NEC fans, for watching and recognize our student athletes and the diversity, equity, and inclusion within our conference. See you next time on the NEC Overtime Pod. <laughs>